When sharing your faith with a Latter-day Saint, it helps to know what their church has taught on several basic topics. For this reason, Mormonism Research Ministry has provided its Crash Course Mormonism. Crash Course Mormonism includes concise articles highlighting what LDS leaders and church manuals have taught on issues that will probably come up in a typical conversation. You can find these informative articles at CrashCourseMormonism.com. That's CrashCourseMormonism.com. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. If the Book of Mormon lands were located in Central America, how did the gold plates end up in New York? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. For the past couple of weeks, we've been recounting our experience visiting a number of historical sites, many of them owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The reason why we wanted to do this was to hear what their tour guides were saying about these places that are very special to them. Today, we are at the Hill Camorra. And so we go into the visitor center at the Hill Camorra, and we are greeted by an, a retired individual who is serving his church as a missionary, as a guide at this visitor center. A very pleasant man. When they ask you where are you from, obviously you have to tell them where you're from, and we're from Utah. Now, Trevor Wolf, who was traveling with us, he's from Colorado. But when we would tell them where we were from, we made it a point to make sure they knew that we were not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we made this very clear to this elderly missionary. So he proceeds to take us around. We go and we listen to a recording in this one room, and then he shows us some of the displays. And he tells us that he believes in what's known as the limited geography theory. Now, I need to explain what that means. In Mormonism, there is no definitive place where the Book of Mormon lands were located. Those who believe in the limited geography theory believe that the Book of Mormon lands were located down in Central America, in a relatively small area. And that, of course, raises a number of questions, because we are at the Hill Camorra, where Joseph Smith allegedly retrieved the gold plates by the instructions that he received from the angel Moroni, who centuries earlier buried those plates in the ground on that very hill. So we are watching a film, and in this film, there's a character who plays Moroni, and it shows this man apparently being chased by somebody, which we would have to assume are the dark-skinned Lamanites, who are really the bad guys in the Book of Mormon narrative. And he has these plates not only in a backpack made of a, a leather of some sort, but at times he's even carrying these plates. So you have to assume that Moroni carries those plates from Central America clear up to upstate New York, where we are now at this Hill Camorra. 
And what we saw made it appear like it was North America. We saw forests. We saw the ocean. We even saw desert. So it sure seemed like that was a long journey, and they would cut away and do another part. So I think that was very clear in the video what they were trying to propose. And I should mention that, of course, the weight of the plates comes up in the conversation. And one of the displays that we are looking at shows Moroni with the gold plates, who was about to bury them in the ground. Now, we have pictures of us at this site. And where can they find those pictures, Eric? They can go to mrm.org slash trip. Nauvoo is spelled N-A-U-B-O-O hyphen trip. And we also have a link to all of the shows that we have done these past couple of weeks if you want to hear the entire series. Now, as we're discussing this with our tour guide, we also were standing in front of a picture that shows Joseph Smith translating the gold plates. It's a very famous picture. If you were to call it up on the web, you'll probably find that there's a number of websites that have this picture also embedded on those sites. And we even have one on our website, so you can see what we were looking at. And it's the picture of Joseph Smith sitting next to Oliver Cowdery, and the gold plates are there. And if this is the way it really happened, then that would mean that Oliver Cowdery would have been able to see the plates that Joseph Smith was translating. Remember, Oliver Cowdery was Joseph Smith's scribe. Now, as we mentioned in a previous broadcast, Joseph Smith had to ask God for permission for Oliver Cowdery, David Whitmer, and Martin Harris to see the plates. But this gives the impression that, at least if this is the way it happened, that Oliver Cowdery, while he was Joseph Smith's scribe, would have been able to see the plates at any time during that translation process. But that's not the way the documentary history of the church tells the story, nor does section 17 in the Doctrine and Covenants. They had to pray to see the plates, and they had to have faith to see the plates. When we mentioned the problem that we had with this painting, we were surprised to hear that our tour guide had a problem with the painting. He did not believe that that painting accurately described the historical event. He didn't think that Oliver Cowdery could have seen the plates during that time. He didn't seem to think that Joseph Smith had the plates just laying out there where everybody could have seen it had they been in the upper room of the Peter Whitmer farmhouse when the plates were being translated by Joseph Smith and the translation being written down by Oliver Cowdery. Our tour guide believed, holding to this limited geography theory, and I might mention that that's the Central American theory, there's also what's known as the Heartland model, and there are a number of Latter-day Saints who believe that the Book of Mormon lands were located more in the United States area. There are a number of Latter-day Saints who certainly do believe that. Glenn Beck would be one of them. He believes in the Heartland model. And another theory is what's known as the Hemispheric model, that the people mentioned in the Book of Mormon could have lived all up and down the Western Hemisphere. It's usually the Heartland model and the limited geography theory that most Latter-day Saints that we have come across hold to. And many of your professors at Brigham Young University do hold to the limited geography theory and would probably share a lot of the views that this tour guide that we had would share. After we walked around some of the displays, having a conversation with this very nice man, we ended up going outside of the visitor center and we walked up to the top of the Hill Camorra, as it's understood by Latter-day Saints. They have a huge monument up there. 
But this is where, at one time, they had what was known as the Hill Cumorah Pageant. Now, I visited the Hill Cumorah Pageant back in the 1990s. That was my last visit to this area. Of course, a lot of people would come out to this event as it was being held. I have no doubt that a lot of people that were very unfamiliar with the Mormon story attended this event, but we would hand out literature and get into conversations with Latter-day Saints, much like we did when they had the Mormon Miracle Pageant in Manti, Utah. Bill, I want to go back to the way that the plates were translated. The reason we have a problem is because that's not accurate. And when we take a look at what they used to show in the Ensign magazine, for instance, in January of 2001, they had a picture of Joseph Smith using his finger looking at the place, kind of like what we saw there. But ever since the Gospel Topics essays have come out, what we see in the church magazines, and that would have been the Ensign before it was made into the Leahona magazine, is how Joseph Smith has a hat on the table, and he has his hand on the hat, and it looks like he's just looked into the hat, and he's talking to the scribe with no curtain. I'll give you an example. December 2017, the Ensign Magazine, in a story called Joseph Smith's Strength Out of Weakness. And another one would have been in January of 2020 in, in an article titled The Translation of the Book of Mormon, A Marvel and a Wonder. My point being, Bill, is that the church magazines are not using that old picture. And here, this is in a 2022 setting. I just find that to be interesting, why they haven't changed to what it seems like the church magazines have done. And, you know, we were commenting on that as we were leaving the visitor center after we had climbed up to the top of the Hill Camorra. Why would they show that painting when that painting, and I think our, our guide was absolutely correct in why he didn't like it. Because the way the church is telling the story now, that is certainly not how it was translated. That's not how the plates were translated. So our guide, at least, saw this inconsistency, and that's probably why he didn't like that painting. The question remains, though, why does the LDS Church have that painting in such a prominent place as the Hill Camorra Visitor Center? Why not be a bit more honest, a bit more transparent, and talk more about the seer stone that Joseph Smith found while digging a well with his brother Hiram in 1823 and how he put the seer stone into a hat? Why aren't they being more upfront about this? I mean, their essays talk about it. The Gospel Topics essay that talks about the translation of the plates mentions the seer stone. It doesn't hide the fact that Joseph Smith had a seer stone. But why is it at the visitor center such as this, you don't really get the impression that that's how the Book of Mormon was translated? Not by that picture, at least. I have heard the argument, well, it's just art. It's just an illustration. But art has a significance to it because people believe what they're seeing. And so that's very clear what they're trying to portray. Joseph Smith looking directly at the gold plates, when in the new pictures, now they're in a bag. He can't even see them if he wanted to. If you wanted to see those pictures I was referring to, you can go to our website, mrm.org slash paintings book of mormon with hyphens between paintings book of mormon an article that was written joseph smith and the seer stone the art of the book of mormon translation process i also want to point out an article that you wrote for the christian research journal this is volume 34 number two in 2011 you deal with this problem of the uh, gold plates. If they really were gold, there's no way that Moroni could have taken them from Central America all the way to New York. And you can go to that website by going to mrm.org slash Book of Mormon Plates 
CRI. Book of Mormon plate CRI with hyphens between there. So we have lots of information on what we're talking about on our website. And I, I want to bring up something that you had said because you do visualize how things happen by the paintings or pictures that the church authorizes. And it is deceptive to give you the impression that Smith is looking at the gold plates as if he's translating them directly from the Reformed Egyptian into English. There's no Urim and Thummim as far as spectacles are concerned, because remember, buried with the plates were these spectacles that Joseph Smith used to translate the plates. He would look at the Reformed Egyptian through these spectacles, and it would miraculously turn into English. And then, of course, the other story is what we've been talking about, the, the seer stone that he would put into a hat. Very deceptive, because we know this story, we've studied this story, but how many of the young people that showed up after we were having this conversation with this elder know that aspect of their own history? They're going to look at those pictures, and they're going to assume, unless, of course, our tour guide is going to be just as honest with them as he was with us, and I tend to doubt that. I don't think this guy is telling everybody he disagrees with that painting. He mentioned that to us only because he knew we knew the story, and he was being much more upfront with us. But what I'm getting at is how many of those young people who showed up as we were leaving would walk away having any different perspective than from what the artwork they saw. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a new book by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson and published by Harvest House Publishers is a resource that will help you share your faith with Latter-day Saint friends and loved ones. Order your copy of Introducing Christianity to Mormons at mrm.org.